This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Post-match chat with chaps for that Millwall podcast where it finished at the den. Millwall won. Norwich City nil. When's the last time you walked away from the den feeling as good as you did last night? Seriously, it was a superb performance. Probably the best performance I've seen that I can remember in a long, long, long time. We we beat a team, a very expensive side with a lot of talent, 1-0. And if I'm honest, I felt hard done by. And I can't remember the last time I felt like that. Uh, I tweeted after the game, and it seems like a lot of people agree with that sentiment that not only to win the game, but to play in the manner in which we did, the atmosphere was fantastic in the second half. We'll come on to that, I'm sure, throughout this video. Um, The togetherness from the players, it was just brilliant. It was a great night under the lights. And yes, we've beaten teams like Norwich before at the Den, but we often under Rao, it would beat teams and we would kind of just do enough to scrape by, not playing good football. But yesterday was different. We beat Norwich. Yes, they had more possession, but we created pretty much all of the good chances. And if I'm honest, it could and should have probably been at least two or three nil. So hats off to Edwards, hats off to the players and the fans who certainly definitely played their part in the second half for sure. Um, In what was supposedly another sellout. But um, yeah, look, it's uh, regardless of where you sit on the, the scale of, of of wanting those types of situations where we're sold out and there may be tourists there or not is good business for the club, which is um, what we should all uh, have in the back of our minds. Anyway, um, look, let's get into the team then. So there were some subs, uh, sorry, some, some changes made from the game against uh, QPR. And Edwards alluded to this in his post-match Norwich interview the reason why, and and, and he, he talks to it as kind of, I think his words were, we are where we are at the moment. And the way I look at that is we have players that, and I said this in my post-match QPR game, that just can't do two 90 minutes in a row, can't start two games in a row, which is just not good enough. And it shows the fitness levels, which every single game, I feel like the fitness levels are improving. And I felt we went toe-to-toe with, with Norwich from a fitness perspective, um, for sure. So the changes were, I'll go for the team and talk for the changes. So Sarkic in goal, um, <clears throat> again, um, difficult to say back three, back five. I'm going with a, sorry, or back four. I'm going to say it was a back three again. So right to left, um, Leonard on the right-hand side of the three, 
Hutch coming back into the team for the injured Wes Harding. Not sure he's out, out long he's out for. He's got a muscle strain, apparently. Um, and then Cooper on the left-hand side. Obviously, Hutch comes back in as captain. Down the right wing-back uh, position was Norton Cuffey, which is great because I know he got substituted with a head injury, so it was good that he was fit for the game. Murray Wallace comes into the left wing-back role. Uh, Joe Bryan, I guess he's been managed very carefully given um, his injury. So Joe Bryan uh, drops out for Murray Wallace to come into the side. George Savon, George Honeyman keep their place in the centre of the park. And then the other change was on the left-hand side of the front three was Zian Fleming coming in for Duncan Watmore with Tom Bradshaw in the middle and then Imaku on the right-hand side. So, um, you know, a, a, a good a good side, a strong side. You know, I, I don't argue with any of that. I think it made, made sense when I saw that lineup. Um, and um, obviously hope that Harding's not injured for for too long because we're just sort of getting back to a fully a full squad. Um, for Norwich, uh, a couple of very noticeable absentees from my perspective, and any Norwich fans listening to this, be good to, to get your perspective too, is um, I really rate Jonathan Rowe. He tore us to shreds uh, in the in the reverse fixture at Carrow Road. So I was surprised to see him on the bench, and actually I don't think he came on um, until sort of 65 minutes or so, which I found uh, strange. Josh, Josh Sargent, who also a very good player at this level, um, he was on the bench for them. I think he's just coming back to fitness, but he was another one I, I found um, a little bit strange. And then I think Adam Ida, who's played a lot of games recently, dropped out. So for them, obviously, uh, Ashley Barnes was their kind of focal point up front, and he will definitely get a few mentions throughout the course of this video. Um, and the way in which Norwich play from what I have seen is they like to have a lot of the ball. They like to have a lot of possession. Everything pretty much runs through Kenny McLean. So he almost plays as a centre-back, although he doesn't. He, he drops in, um, gets the ball off the defenders and tries to dictate play. And he tried to do that a lot yesterday, but we defended so well. And at times we did drop a little bit deep, but that was all part of the plan. And obviously the plan worked. Um, and then they look to feed Barnes and then get runners in on, on in in behind. Um, Sarah, uh, who I, I said in the, the reverse fixture, is one of the, the best players in the league. Um, another super player, but I felt we kept him quiet. And again, that's just testimony to, to to the players yesterday. Norwich are a team full of very good individuals. They have a lot of talent. They're very expensively assembled, and to walk away from yesterday feeling hard done by after a 1-0 win against that side, is just absolutely fantastic. And as I say, it's the best I've felt walking out of the den in a long, long, long time. But anyway, the, the game kicks off. And if I'm honest, we should be 1-0 down, you know, really after two minutes. Um, some nice link-up play um, down the right-hand side. The ball is, uh, I think it's just good play, to be honest. The ball is then cut back uh, into the box. I think Sara goes for the ball. With Cooper, they both miss it. It lands to Barnes, uh, 12 yards out, and he rolls it straight into Sarkic's arms. And I actually think that was probably the best chance that Norwich had all game. They had a couple of nearly misses, but that was their, their big chance. And it came after two minutes. Um, and um, obviously, uh, Ashley Barnes misses that one. And then, you know, I think it's probably fair to say that the first sort of 15 minutes was was very frantic. I felt that Norwich probably enjoyed more of the possession. Uh, a couple of near chances that a free kick. I, I, I can't remember to pronounce how to pronounce uh, this particular chap's name. Um, 
I'm going to give it a go. Huang Uzhou. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he had a free kick, which was uh, narrowly wide, which is probably their other sort of second chance. But then I felt we started to grow into it and we started to move the ball a lot quicker. And again, Norwich are attacking. And um, I think it's uh, Hutch who kind of wins the ball back. He gives it to Murray Wallace. And Murray Wallace plays a lovely little ball round the corner to Zian Fleming. Zian Fleming has, has the ball... Um, on the edge of our box, and he sees Imaku is pulled out wide, and he feeds Imaku on the right hand side. Imaku drives, 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 and then Norton Cuffy takes over. Imaku's driving, but what Norton Cuffy is doing, he's run 70 yards down the outside of Imaku to overlap him. Great, great weighted ball from Imaku. Uh, Norton Cuffy right across the face of goal. Um, pills for offside. Wasn't, you know, didn't, didn't really see it too much, to be totally honest. Uh, and Bradshaw, again, right place, right time. You give him those sort of opportunities, he'll score. And we go 1-0 up. And I think from, you know, as I say, I think first half, they probably are overall kind of dominated possession without really creating clear-cut chances. We go 1-0 up. And then I say that probably the, our, our, um, the best chance following that, there was some really good football on 35 that doesn't come to a clear opportunity. But then some more good football... The ball gets recycled back across goal. Cooper comes in, misses it. Then it lands to Fleming. And Fleming's probably, what, 12 yards out and hits it really, hits it well, to be honest. But he goes probably the, the goalkeeper, goalkeeper's favoured side. Uh, and Angus Gunn makes a really good save. If you probably just, it's all hindsight, but if you'd have sort of rolled it into the bottom corner, we could have gone 2 0 up. And, you know, we go in at half time. And I think it's um, certainly a much better game of football. I thought we were going toe-to-toe with Norwich. Yes, we were allowing them possession, but that's that's the game plan. And when you plan against these teams that have got all these very uh, you know talented individuals, sometimes you have to do that. Um, and I thought the first half was was good. Um, went down for a beer at halftime, feeling in a very good mood. Um, a pleasure to speak to Rob and Dan, by the way. A pleasure to meet you both yesterday at halftime. And I felt really optimistic for the second half. And, you know, for me, the second half was one of the best halves, as I say, I've experienced in a long, long, long time. It had everything. It had um, some good, you know, good passages of play from us. It had that kind of Millwallness that, that Ashley Barnes started. So thank you very much, Ashley Barnes, for, for doing that because you got the crowd up. And then it felt like a proper Millwall atmosphere. I haven't felt that for a long, long time. And it really did, particularly for the last 20, 30 minutes, um, you know, willing the team over the line. And, and we we got the job done. Um, but I'll go through kind of some of the, the bits and bobs that happened in the second half. So I think um, the first thing was um, a possible handball incident uh, where we could have had a penalty. I've seen it back. And it's one of those where... It kind of hits his arm shoulder, but he is leaning into it. But his arm's kind of still by his side, but he kind of leads into it. I think it's uh, uh, Gibson. It's a shot from, I can't recall who. And then the rebound comes to Bradshaw and he he, he sort of rolls it into the keeper's arms. But that, I've seen those given. It, it wasn't. Um, then the um, <laughs> the Ashley Barnes madness starts. So it actually starts a lot earlier than, than um, after watching it back, it starts a lot earlier than I originally recall. So we had a corner, or it might have been a free kick, I don't know. The ball comes into the box and, you know, Barnes and Cooper are at it and they're both giving it to each other and Barnes goes down. Um, 
and they, they, you know, the referee, obviously, uh, we'll, we will definitely be talking about the referee in a minute, Mr. Whitestone. Um, he uh, gives the free kick to Barnes. So Barnes and Cooper are already having a little bit of uh, argy-bargy, should we say. Um, then it's around the 60-minute uh, mark, I believe, where the ball is played over the top for, for Norwich. And Barnes and Cooper get in a tangle. And Cooper's not innocent. He kind of raises his arms. And because he's as tall as he is, it's kind of at head height. And he's not throwing an elbow, but he raises his arms. Barnes takes very unkindly to that. And he literally just wrestles him to the floor. And not only does he wrestle him to the floor, but he then continues to sort of hold him down and pin him down. It was almost like he was a wrestler. It was um, stupid from Barnes. And in fairness, he could have been sent off for that. The referee comes over. To be honest, from this point onwards, the referee loses control of the game and also control of his own decision-making. But he comes over and he books Barnes. Then, um, from the free kick, what happens is... And this is this is something I absolutely love. And if, you, if you've got Millwall TV, watch the highlights. And there's also a video on Twitter doing the rounds. So, we've got the free kick... We're just about to take the free kick and Honeyman and Savile are both giving it to Barnes. They are trying to wind him up. Savile's laughing in his face. Honeyman's sort of giving him a little like, not elbow, but a little nudge. And then uh, it works because Barnes lashes out again. He throws his arm back in towards the face of Honeyman. And in my opinion, he should have been sent off for that. You uh, you, you can't do that in football. Um, and... Ashley Barnes should have been given uh, a yellow card, a second yellow card, and then to be sent off. What actually ends up happening is a bit of a, a melee. Uh, various players get involved. And this is what I love, because I've said before, and a lot of people have said that this supposed togetherness, where where is it when, you know, Imaku gets taken out of someone? Where are the players that are getting in at each other's faces? You know, that kind of millwallness. And yesterday we had it, and it was brilliant to see. So you had Honeyman and... and um, Savile winding up, uh, Barnes, you had Hutch go over to Cooper to make sure he's all right. Fleming was getting involved. And this is what you want to see. It really, really is. I think even Sarkic came out. It is what you want to see, you know, the players fighting for each other. And that is something that, as a Millwall fan, that's what you want. Bottom line. And the players yesterday gave everything. They gave everything in terms of ability and quality, but the effort levels, the running, the togetherness. And the fans react to that. So from that point onwards, I feel that the fans really came into their own. And we. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents plan or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Picture the scene: all of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order mug delivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Were, 
you know, we really were the, the 12th man and, and Norwich had a 12th man, Mr. Whitestone, uh, who from then on just decided to give everything to Norwich. He, the first thing he got wrong was Ashley Barnes should have been sent off. Uh, he, he he wasn't. He was quite quickly substituted after that with um, with uh, Jonathan Rowe coming on, who, as I said before, I don't know why he wasn't starting. But that was the first thing the referee did wrong. Just before I come on to the next piece, we did have another good chance on 55 with a, a great ball from Zian Fleming into the box, finds Norton Cuffey unmarked. And I don't think Norton Cuffey realises as much time as he actually has. And he heads it. It's a poor weak header and uh, Angus Gunn uh, easily makes the save. Um, from, I think, 70 to 85, it is very uh, one-way traffic. I think Norwich have definitely got a foothold on the game without really um, creating anything clear-cut. A couple of balls across the box, but nothing massively clear-cut. We make some subs on 72. Longman and Watmore come on for Fleming and Imaku. Longman actually done some really good bits in the game. Also some some really poor bits. Um, some of the good bits he did, uh, a really good chance uh, on 87. He cuts in like he likes to do from the right-hand side on his left. Bends it, top corner. Another really good save from Angus Gunn. But one of the things that Longman does wrong is he gives the ball away. And then Jonathan Rowe is breaking. And he is in his own half. And Saville does what Saville does, right? Which is to bring Jonathan Rowe down to stop the counter-attack. Now, obviously, Mr. Whitestone, desperate to give Norwich uh, more, you know, uh, more decisions, uh, instantly sends George Saville off for a straight red. Now, again, trying to remain impartial here. I've seen it from a few different angles. And from the angle the referee has seen it from, I don't blame him for sending off George Saville. However, from all of the angles and the benefit of VAR and all that kind of stuff, it isn't a sending off, in my opinion. It is more cynical. I think this is how Edwards described it than dangerous. Um there were plenty of other tackles in the game that that were more dangerous than this one. Saville was making a you know a, a clear foul to bring down the player. He was still in his own half. There was no you know goal scoring opportunity at that moment in time. Longman could have even got back. Hutch was right in front of him. So I would be surprised if the club don't appeal that red card because we'll lose Saville for three games if not. But again, another thing I loved yesterday, and we've not had this for a long time because we've not had anyone sent off for a long time. But Saville, after being sent off, head in his hands, he couldn't even believe it, was given a standing ovation because, again, the players were giving everything yesterday and it was so apparent. And you want to, if you're sent off because you're doing something and helping out a teammate and helping your team out, we will applaud you all day long. And Jules Saville gets it and he was fantastic again yesterday. Um, and Saville was sent off on 89 with... Um, uh, you know, with, with just about six minutes left to go. The ball goes up for six minutes. Um, we, they don't really create much. Again, the referee, a third stupid decision he makes after sending off George Saville um, was Duncan Watmore. So Duncan Watmore has the ball in the corner. He has every right to do so. Um, he's not, you know, sitting on the ball or standing on it. He's just trying to keep the ball in the corner. The referee gives a foul and books Duncan Watmore for absolutely no reason whatsoever. He got very card happy. I think Cooper got booked. Hutch got booked. I don't know what either of them got booked for. The referee lost control of the game. And um, 
at the end of the game, I haven't heard a referee get as much abuse as he's walked off the pitch in a long time. And again, I like that. That's Millwall. That's what we are. And I'm sure I was certainly part of that after a few beers that I had yesterday. Um, we we ride out the, the six minutes. I think the most no, noticeable opportunity for Norwich during that time was uh, literally almost the last kick where uh, Nunez, who's come on as a sub, wins a free kick from Longman. Hence what I said. He'd done some really good things, but he'd done some stupid things yesterday. Um, and Longman brings uh, someone down. I think it's Jonathan Rowe again. Uh, free kick goes wide. It was. It took a massive deflection, and it would have been on target had it not taken a deflection. Referee doesn't see it, gives the goal kick, and then the whistle blows shortly after. And again, the feeling when when that whistle went. Again, we love being an underdog. We love the feeling of you know beating a team that are ultimately much better than us. There's no there's no denying it. They've got much better players than us. The referee wasn't on our side, but we got we got it done. And that that is what Mill was all about. And it was a it was a special night, and um, we now find ourselves seven or eight points clear with, with goal difference um, off of QPR at the bottom of the table, and gives us a little bit of breathing space. I'm not going to sit here and say you know we're not in a relegation battle still because I do think we are. We're going to be in that sort of bottom bottom third, that bottom eight, I think. But it really gives us optimism because they play like that, and there won't be many teams that walk away from the den with any points. And just looking at the Den, uh, Joe Edwards has now had five games at the Den. He's won two, drawn two and lost one, which, you know, is a is a pretty good return, actually. Obviously, he lost his first game at home to Coventry at the Den after the Sheffield Wednesday victory away. So the home form is starting to fall nicely into place. And we roll on to Bristol City away on New Year's Day. So that's the kind of match summary. What I'll do now is I'll go into some some sort of individuals. So I thought Sarkic was was good. Didn't really have too much to do, but came for a few crosses. He does seem a little bit more commanding, have more confidence, which is great. A third clean sheet. No one can argue with that. It's fantastic defensive work. Um, the back three, Leonard, Hutch, Cooper, I thought were all fantastic. Um, Leonard touched the ball more than anyone else in our team the whole game, uh, which again talk, shows you how vital he is. Um, you know, he kept some very good players quiet again yesterday. I thought Hutch, having not been there for a long time, slotted seamlessly back into the side. I feel Cooper plays better with Hutch, who always has done. Whether it's because he's not the captain, he can focus on his game more, whether it's actually Hutch's influence, I don't know. But I thought that they were all uh, fantastic, uh, all defended incredibly well. And to keep a clean sheet against Norwich is no mean feat. Um I thought Norton Coffee again was just superb. I mean, I think he's fantastic. I love him. I think he's brilliant. I think he is just enjoy him because he's not going to be here, unfortunately, next season. I don't think we'll ever be able to afford him. But he's getting better and better every game. And what I love about Norton Coffee is he's on loan here. He's no affiliation with the club, but yet he gives absolutely everything. And that was epitomized by the 75-yard run that he did to overlap in Maku to create the goal for us. So absolutely love Norton Coffee. I thought he was brilliant. And then my man of the match was just shaded by Murray Wallace. Um, he has come in for criticism, uh, myself included, but he was outstanding yesterday. Everything he did, his um, defensive work, 
his ability to calm things down and and just give an outlet at times. Uh, at times, actually, Fleming didn't use him as 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 much as he should have done. Fleming, especially in the first half, was guilty of sort of turning back inside, but um, always was providing an outlet. His uh, passing accuracy was really really good. He was getting up and down the pitch. He he was just brilliant. Murray Wallace yesterday had hand in the goal. He was just fantastic. Um, and you know he he dealt with different players at times. He had. Um, uh, Hernandez at times they were switching you know Hernandez has destroyed him in the past and I thought Murray Wallace uh, really stood up and, and he deserves man of the match closely followed by George Honeyman who I thought was exceptional again um, the, you know the effort levels that he, he, he must get through some serious work in the centre of that park he, he gives you that kind of just that stamina to get around the pitch but also at times to slow things down and pick a pass and I think him and Sav really do complement each other really, really well. And and Sav was was also fantastic. Um, Sav and, and Leonard are, 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 have been two very good, consistent players. And I would imagine, unless things change uh, dramatically, would probably fight it out for player of the season. But um, they were both brilliant. I thought Imaku was really good. Again, um, he's just got that raw pace power that can just get us up the pitch that we just don't have in the team. Uh, and he frightens defenders. The amount of times he had the ball and they just back off. And it's just just a different dimension. Um, and again, he gets it, you know. You can tell that underneath all of that raw potential, there's a good kid that just wants to do well and work hard. So um, delighted for him. Another great performance. Tom Bradshaw does what Tom Bradshaw does. Runs his absolute guts off, fights for everything, doesn't necessarily win every header. And he finds himself in the right position at the right time, scores a goal. That's all you can ask for. Delighted for Bradshaw. And then Zian Fleming. Again, this will divide opinion, but um, I think it was his best game in a long time. Um, I felt that he, with the ball, he had a hand in everything we did well. Um, you know, the the opportunity, uh, the, the goal, he had a big hand in. The big opportunity for Norton Cuffey, he created. Um, he, he, he uh, when, when the... We possibly should have had a penalty in 51. He was a vital part of it. Everything we do going forward, um, he's, you know, you know, absolutely involved. What I would say is I still want to see more from him off the ball. And he's the one, and again, not picking on him. I'm just calling what I see. He's the one that I honestly feel could still go up a few notches when it comes to work rate and off the ball. Uh, I know it's not necessarily his game, but... In a team like this, it has to become that, and he'll be a better player for it if he can add that to it. So, definite progress. Thought he was much better. Um, he's impacting more of the game, um, and I think all that's missing now is a little bit more off the ball, and then obviously to add one or two more sort of goals and assists um, to his game, uh, like he was last season. But yeah, I understand some of the criticism of him. I've said stuff myself openly in the last few weeks, but I thought he was better yesterday. And then in terms of the substitutions, I've already talked about Longman. Uh, what more? Not massive impact on the game. And, and neither Nesbitt. Nesbitt came on with only sort of 10 minutes to go. So at that point, we were just defending. So look, a fantastic performance against a good side. I don't think they're a top six side. They've got the players to be, but I don't necessarily think that they have a plan to how to utilise all those players. Um, so it'd be interesting to hear from you Norwich fans. 
Um, great to beat Norwich as well. We normally don't get a result off them at home, which is why I think Millwall, when they were sort of doing the, the pre-match, you know, last time we beat them or whatever it is that they put on Twitter, let's go back quite some time <laughs> for us to to show that. But a, a great a great win, a great night in general. You know, the den was rocking. I felt like it was the den of old. It was an atmosphere, a performance, a feeling walking out of that ground that I have not had. I, I honestly don't know. It might even predate Rowett, seriously. And you just that just made you realise just what we were missing and what we haven't had since Rowett had been at the club. And that's not to belittle what Rowett did. He did a great job of stabilising us and making us difficult to beat and a way of playing. But last night made me really feel that we had our Millwall back. And um, it was just a pleasure to be a part of it. So, look, I'll leave it there. Um, if I don't speak to you, any of you before, um, as if I'm going to go around and call all of you. I don't know what I meant by that. But uh, just want to wish everyone a happy new year in advance. Um, hope you've enjoyed the the break between Christmas and New Year. It's always a, a bit of a, a weird one. And I think I've just uh, lived off beer and celebrations for the last four days. But um, it is what it is. But no, I um, hope you all have a wonderful uh, New Year's Eve. A happy New Year to you all. Thanks again for all the support. Please do like, follow, subscribe and all that kind of jazz. And um, yeah, I'll be back after the Bristol City game. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.